There's a three, two, one, and we're live. So, this week's going to be fucking awesome because we have Brian back and we've also got a special guest. His name is also Zach. So, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey everyone, I'm Zach. Uh, good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Short and sweet. Yeah, I'm yeah. I like it. I'm fucking alive, folks. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't have the COVID. Yeah. We're a little um, worried, but he was responsible and got himself tested. And yeah, so got yeah. the cap smear, if you will. If that you will. that fucking test is fucked too, man. Yeah. So yeah. like, what is it like? Where did you go for this? Like to the local hospital? So or something? no, I went. I got it done twice because I ended up going because I was so fucked up. I went to the ER twice. Okay. Fucking, uh, so I got the test done out of the walk-in, that AFC down by uh, Vernon Circle there. Okay, so probably about like five miles away from yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first one, and then I got my second one done at Manchester Hospital when my throat was all fucked up and I was all scared of, like, dying. <laughs> but no, Is that I mean, happening? Is this my time? <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, dude, they take that fucking Q-tip and they put that bitch as far as it can go into your fucking nose. Looks like they're fucking blending your brain. Like, yeah, no, it's like, it goes... So is it like, do you feel like in the back of your throat kind of thing? No, it's like, it doesn't get... Because, like, I think you have to physically, like, snort shit or whatever to get in the back of your throat, but it's like... (laughs) What are you trying to say? No, it's (laughs) it's like, no, like you can feel it, like, near your fucking... Like, you know how, like, if you fucking pick your nose real deep, your finger only goes so far. Right, yeah. Fucking, this goes, like, right near your fucking, like, eye. Jesus. Oh, it's, so like, it's, like, at the top of your fucking nostril oh, cavity. Oh, fuck. Yeah, like, they stick it, like, as far up as they can fucking go until they hit, then they, they fucking So they just go balls deep into your Yeah, thumbs. yeah, they, they, they fucking top, they bottom out in that shit, and then, oh, man. And then they, when they get there, they, like, they gotta swipe it. Yeah, they gotta wiggle it a few times to get the the shit on it. No, that was fucked. Oh, and fuck. I had that done twice. Was it the same natural each time? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck, dude. No, I think it's shit. it's fucked up how long it takes to get those COVID test results back. Yeah, no, that was a uh, that was some fucking fishy shit because it was like you know. If I was an old motherfucker and I had COVID, like, by the time you gave me these results, I'd be fucking dead. Like, I would have been done. So, like, the only thing I was thinking about that, right, is, so, Brian and I are very similar with, like, the anxiety aspect of life. So, when I don't know, like, a definite answer or, like, this, like, a definite plan or anything, like, I'm on itch. Are you, Buck? Like, yeah. You, you, right? Like, you don't know what the fuck's going on. No, happen, I didn't right? know what was happening. So, like, that, to me, like, I can only imagine how much worse that must have made the situation is the anticipation of, like, shit, maybe I do have it. Yeah. And yeah. that that's always extremely difficult, and the same thing for me, like, when I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not in control of the situation. Yeah. And especially because of the fact that, like, days and days were going by, and I, like, just wasn't improving. And I was like, right. dude, this is... Bullshit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Because it's like what you were saying earlier. Like, not only were like you sick, but you were sick to the point where like you couldn't smoke. And like anybody that knows Brian, he's that's what he does. He smokes. Yeah. If he's not stoned, then he's not feeling okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As simple as that, though. But the fact of the matter is that you weren't able to smoke for those like two, two and a half weeks. Yeah. Like that's. I think when you told me that tonight, that's kind of what I put put into perspective for me. Since I know yeah. you so well, is when somebody that you know so well says like, "Yeah, I'm not doing my daily thing." Like, yeah, that'd be the equivalent of me saying, "Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not gonna have a beer every day." Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean like, I didn't touch marijuana for like a solid almost week and a half, two weeks. No, like none. Which you know, like, I guess in a way it was nice to kind of cleanse a little bit, but honestly, not really, because as soon as I went back to smoking, I was like, "Yeah, this is like way better than." uh not, not smoking. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do is not smoke while you're at work, and when you get yeah. home and smoke for that first time, you're going to be fucking blitzed every time. So let me time. ask you this, though. Like, were you sick to the point where, like, is one of those things where, like, you knew, like, you wanted to smoke and you tried to smoke? Or no, was it, it was just one like, of those, like, if you, like you were so no, drained, for, like, you had no so desire for, to even for smoke? For a solid, like, five or six days, I literally didn't even think about marijuana. Because okay, it was so like, you were that level. I was yeah. like, 
I'm fucking dying or something. Like, right. I'm, I'm fucked up. Right. And then once I started to, like, kind of recover a little bit, that's when it started to, like, kind of creep back in my head. You know, I started looking at my jar and shit. Like, man, it'll be nice to be back to normal and take a nice fat rip, you know? But, yeah, no, I mean, for a while, it was just, it was just out of the fucking question. Yeah, so... And then as soon as I, like, I recovered, I was, like, more or less fully back together, and then I still waited, like I was talking earlier, I still waited, like, a solid... 48 hours of like being completely symptom free before I'm like okay let's to make sure you stay that yeah, way yeah exactly well, yeah let me let me start cheaping again and yeah. as soon as I went back it was like wow, that must suck great. though because like on the same note like you know deep down inside like if you were able to muscle your body into smoking or even eating or something like that and like some sort of form of marijuana like you know like deep down inside it would probably make you feel better but then again, you get that so sick to the point where, like, no, the, like being stoned, but you escalate. I, I was literally like not <laughs> even. You're already tripping out. No, I I got to the point where I was so fucking dehydrated and malnourished because I didn't drink water or eat anything for like six days straight because like my throat hurt that bad, and uh, I literally couldn't talk. And it was to the point where I was like on YouTube watching niggers fucking like drink glacier water yeah. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta turn the air back out. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one of my brothers, uh, back when COVID first started, he had to go to the hospital because he was deathly sick for like two weeks and uh, at the time they didn't want to test him for COVID because they didn't have enough tests at the time, but they were like just assumed that you had COVID and yeah. he had to go in uh, just to get fluids because he was so dehydrated. Yeah, no, I was on, I was on YouTube, yeah, like, watching these dudes out in the mountains, watching, like, they would ice pick a hole in a glacier and get fresh glacier water and drink it, and then, like, that's, that's how desperate I was, man. It's like when you're stoned as shit at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, you're watching those two dudes with bamboo sticks building, like, ancient out of the mud, kind of yeah, you're watching yeah. two dudes go at it with a glacier, chopping some water. <laughs> so, last time... You were on here at the end of the episode. We were talking about Ari Aster and shit, and I showed you the short film I was talking about. So I want to kind of like get your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, that had me fucked up for uh, another couple of days after watching that. It's only a thirty-minute movie. Yeah, because we've seen. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we were talking about Hereditary on one podcast. You know, we're talking about Ari Aster in general, pretty much. And, uh, yeah, so Zach showed me the short film you made. It's like this student film you made. Because this dude's only made a couple of movies. He's made this the short film, Hereditary, and Midsommar, which we're going to check out tonight. Now, hang on. For a se- I just want to point out for a second. Is, I don't know about everybody else, but when I hear a short film, I think like 20 minutes. Yeah. This yeah, 20 closer, minutes to This was closer hour. to like 40, I think, right? It was like 35. 35, something like that. Yeah. Right. I just wanted to mention a few, a few things I, I found out about Ari Aster since then. Um, he does have a few other short films that I haven't seen. What I thought was really interesting was his father was a professional jazz drummer. Oh, of course, he mentioned the father after talking about the short film. <laughs> 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 Anybody that saw the short film would get that joke. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. But I can't say what it... Yeah, yeah. No, we can <laughs> say... I mean, what, what we won't get like super into, but yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen it. So the, he rapes his father. <laughs> yeah, basically. The, yeah, the plot, I mean... The, the, this is the fucking plot of the movie. Like, So you've seen a million movies where there's like, okay, the, the parent abuses the child, or the fucking uncle diddles his niece, or whatever. This movie... Ari Aster makes it to where the fucking son is diddling his father. <laughs> yeah. And, and After the father diddled him, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's and so fucking And to the point bizarre. where, like, he rapes his father while his mother is in the same bed. Yeah. There, and there's a brutal, like... Now, was she, like, sleeping, or did she not know it was she, she pretended to sleep. Yeah, she, she, she so ignored scared. it. She was just as scared as her husband. Yeah. Cause this well, was her like... Husband has fucking, his son's fucking... He's balls deep in his ass. Yeah, it was just like a brutal... <laughs> like, you, they don't show it, but you can hear it. You can tell it's a fucking ass rape scene. Yeah, jeez. In the bathtub. 
it's the son just like because what happened was his father was writing a book and he was talking about being abused by his son for that long and his son got a copy of the book and he started reading like what he was saying about the rape and all that stuff and then because of that he was fucking mad at him so he ass raped him and um he like the son he kind of thought that it was bringing them closer together but like i mean even in the first scene where it's like he's a kid he's fucking masturbating on his bed his father comes in (laughs) and he's like yeah dude it's okay, man. Everybody does it. It's completely normal. I do it. And, like, he was, like, kind of creepy. Yeah. Like, almost to the point where you're thinking he was going to do some shit to his son. He leaves, and then the um, camera goes to the fucking picture he was looking at, and it's a picture of his dad. Yeah. 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 He's oh, I forgot hand. about that. That's right. Fuck. Oh. And then, and then the, creep, <laughs> the creepiest shot... Is like you know, and this doesn't really spoil anything because it's pretty much a no context shot if you haven't seen the the movie. I mean, it's only like a thirty minute movie anyway. So, yeah. but you watch it more just for how Shot fucking time, creepy man. it is, yeah, and, and just the the shots because Ari Aster has this thing where he lets these fucking shots linger for like an uncomfortable amount of time in his movies, just to make just to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And there's a shot. Where, you know, after the, the so-called ass rape scene we speak of, <laughs> the fucking father crawls back into his bed just like, you know, that, just yes. ashamed. Yeah. Yep. And and he lays down and they show a shot of uh, him staring at the back of his wife's head because his wife is turned over pretending yep. to be asleep. And he lets that linger on the back of her head for like fucking 30 seconds and then it pan the camera pans over and you can see she's laying there with her fucking eyes open like, like wide awake yeah. like, like wide awake like yeah. creepy you know, ass. yeah no and it's like that's so fucking creepy the way he the way he put that shot like, in there the, it's just the so is, fucked up the thing that like surprised me the most i think was that that short film is like the amount of shock that he got out of those 30 35 minutes is four times the amount of shock that any horror film has gone with two hours. Yeah. yeah. I'm so I'm so excited that Brian's gonna watch um, Midsommar tonight because that is a fucking incredible movie. It's it fucked. Really but it's incredible. Yeah. We can only watch it though if we get the sound system or if we get the surround sound working. Yeah, we gotta get everything. Yeah. Have any of you ever seen uh, I Spit on Your Grave? No, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Like, that short film you guys are talking yeah, about yeah. reminds me so much of I Spit on Your Grave. Okay. Like the plot yeah, of that. I th- yeah, mm. see, because I think there's a there's an old one of that too. I spit on you. Like there's yeah. they made like yeah they there's made like a couple of them. Six. Yeah. So is this like a cold classic kind of thing or like yeah directly like kind of well known? Or? Yeah, because there's a because yeah, there was so. an old one from the seventies and then they remade it and made like six other movies. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as like sequels to it, but kind of like uh, that old movie, The Last House on the Left. That's this fucking is amazing. No, no, the original one was uh, back in the 70s, and uh, it's. but then they remade it in, uh, I want to say, like, 2007 or 8, and uh, it's arguably, like, one of the very, very rare times where the remake was even better. Mm. Really? Yeah, no, because they made really? it really, they made it really fucking disturbing. Yeah. Like, I remember, no, sorry, what were you going to say? Like, the plot of that movie is this chick, I think she was living on her own. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And... This group of dudes come out and basically go into her house and, like, they're going to rape her. Right. And they've clearly done this before. And she somehow calls the cops and the cop shows up and he's in on it, too. And oh, brings, shit. Yeah, and brings his son along to, like, join her. Oh, in. shit. Yeah, and, like, they all take turns on her and then... Jesus. She, like, Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, actually, she, like, oh, fuck. Yeah, and they, like... Her, and then she... They, like, tossed her into a river and then she somehow survived and got her revenge. Yeah, she comes back and, like, slaughters all these dudes. So that's I'm gonna like, have to watch that That's not even a horror movie. That's more of, like, a retribution yeah. movie. Yeah. I remember one movie that really fucked me up that I, I probably saw too young was uh, Human Centipede. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I, Christ. I can honestly say I've never seen it. And I that's it one out. that's, like... It's honestly not even a good movie. It's like... No. <laughs> See, that's kind of what I'm saying, It's like... That movie's just... You watch it... 
for the simple shock factor right, once, right, right. and then and then you're done with that. And then yeah. they, they made a sequel. I've never seen the second. No, one. that I think three. that was the second one that I saw. It wasn't the first one. It was the second one. Yeah, the second one was a dude watching the first Human Centipede and, and wanting to do it himself. Yeah, but he was like very mentally uh, challenged and. And the way they shot it was just kind of dirty looking. Yeah, like black and white. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that fucking me up the first time I saw it. Sorry, this shit now. Oh, buffering. Yeah. Yeah, fucking, uh... Trying to think of, yeah, yeah, no, The Last House on the Left is an extremely similar plot to I Spit on Your Grave, because both of them came out around the same time in the 70s. And then, uh, yeah, the remake sticks right to it, too. It's basically, like, this family goes on vacation in, in, like, the woods somewhere. The daughter wanders off with one of the weird town girls and then uh, ends up getting fucking raped by this group of fucking assholes. And then she manages to survive and crawl back to her house. And then uh, these, these assholes who raped her... Uh, pretend their car broke down and they take refuge in a house, the last house on the left, where it turns yeah. out the house they take refuge in is the parents' house. So then it turns into like a revenge movie because uh, right? okay. the dad finds out, oh, these guys are staying in my house and these are the guys who just raped my daughter. And then it turns into like slaughter fest. Okay. The dad just goes ape shit and just fucking kills everybody. Did any of you guys see A Quiet Place? Yes. Yes, John yeah. John Krasinski's movie. Yes. That was wasn't, good? that really that was wasn't good. bad. It was pretty yeah. fucking good. See, like I've been hesitant to watch it because, like, yeah, you know, good. like I'm like one of the biggest Office fans that there's out that's out there. So, like, when I mm-hmm. see one of the like main characters from The Office do something new, especially something like that's not a comedy. Yeah, it's something completely different. Yeah, like I'm really hesitant. No, it was really Wait, good, like, It's good? It's like yeah. watching? No, it's good. And they're making a second one, too. If they didn't already make one, I'm not sure. If this they... This about to 100, 100 kilometers down the fucking hill. Sorry, the guys that are on the podcast or listening to the podcast can't see this, but we're watching longboard videos, and this about to do 100 miles an hour down the fucking hill on a longboard. <coughs> Did you guys see David Blaine's shit that he just did? Oh, no. Ooh, oh, no. I didn't know what he did, though. Yo... Yeah. Floated over the Arizona desert in what, with 50 helium balloons or some shit? Yeah, no. yeah. He, like, How yeah. far did he go? I, I don't even remember. He, he just went fucking way up high. Like, you know, <laughs> he's, like, yeah, he's holding on to a bunch way of balloons and just fucking floated. <laughs> yeah, they sent him, like, as far as he could go without, like, dying. And then he just pulls down a little parachute off a little pulley and, like, somehow puts was it on. Was he harnessed in? He was harnessed in, but, like, he still had to get the parachute like literally everyone who who was setting up the trick for him was like why didn't he just go on wearing the parachute parachute already but no because he's david blaine he's got to make it he's got to he can't make it too easy that motherfucker's done some yeah so he had it like on this little like string and he like fucking shimmied it down the string and then put it on while he was still hanging on the fucking balloons what the fuck but it's like if this motherfucker dropped that parachute he would be fucked yeah like he yeah. like yeah those balloons would eventually pop and, and he would <laughs> fucking fall to his death well that's like you, you, you <laughs> yeah. just heard what happened what yesterday or the day before in Elton right no. so Elton has an Elton airport where like it's there's I think there's only two or three airports in the state of Connecticut that do the parachute in Elton it's one of them so just if it wasn't yesterday it was the day before I got this notification on my phone saying that the light star was coming into Elton well, it turns out that there was a, I put air quotes, a hard landing at Elton Airport. Motherfucker dropped to his fucking death. Yeah. Dude, this is like the fucking, what, fifth person in, like, Dude, in that, in yeah. that, that fucking, dude, year. the Ellington yeah. skydiving place does not have a good, uh, track record. It man. does not. It no. has, like, it has like, the worst statistics. It's like, it's literally, ever. like, two or three people a year, their chutes don't open up and they just fucking splat. Yeah. I'm like, how the fuck? It's a consistent thing. Yeah, like that shit keeps happening. How are y'all still open? <laughs> so, going back to the David Blade thing, though, like, I watched this documentary about him, and so, like, 
they've been playing for my age since me being 31 like I grew up with like the David Blaine show and shit like that you know and then shortly after like Chris Angel came out doing yeah, the yeah that you know, fucking yeah that weird little fucking emo ass motherfucker <laughs> you know I'm not wrong yeah. nah yeah. <laughs> so like with that being said, like, I've only really, like, every time I heard David Blaine, I automatically was rewarded to my view on him from the show. Yeah. So when I saw him on this interview, it was kind of like the real David Blaine, mm-hmm. or, like, him as a person, and kind of explaining, like, his background. It was almost like a, like a biography Yeah, David Blaine's the shit. He really is, though, and, like, I never realized Yeah, you gotta watch, you gotta watch the Rogan podcast that, with him. That's yeah. the one I'm talking about. Yeah, that's yeah, the one I'm talking about. It's amazing. Yeah. It really is. And he starts doing some of the shit right on, because, like, on the camera. Joe Rogan's podcast is not, like, some big TV production, too, so it's, like, because everyone always likes to say those, some of those dudes are fake, but dudes like Chris Angel are fucking mm-hmm. fake as shit, but, right. like... David Blaine, David Blaine no, he, like, think about this though. He was like, doing shit on, like, right in front of the, Joe Rogan. But the crazy part is, like, so the shit that he was doing on Joe Rogan was, like, alright. So he was doing, like, a couple mind fucks on the show, right? Yep. And then, like, so you're doing the mind fuck, but then after he did the mind fuck, he would explain it. And then you'd be able to connect the dots to be like, this motherfucker was laying the groundwork for what he just did 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Here, think about like, this, like, what? <laughs> At any point in time, there's never, like, a bunch of household name magicians. There's, like... One or two. Think about how fucking good you have to be well, what? to be, well, like, the know, one person well, in everybody. our lifetime, we have David Blaine, David Copperfield. Yeah, Chris Angel, even Chris though he's, Angel. he's a bitch, but... He's a bitch mage. He's a little fucking... He's a hot topic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll put a core behind you in front of Hot Topic. And then, uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then the Vegas guy is Penn and Teller. And Penn and Teller. Yeah. Penn and Teller actually good, though. Yeah. But, okay, so with that being said, there's a total of four different groups, right? Yeah. Out of those four different groups, each group is a different generation. Yeah. So for each generation... And why I mean generation, I mean like a decade, I yeah. is probably yeah. the best way to put it. So for each like generation of those ten years, like there's someone that can yeah. actually do something. I love David Blaine for his magic, but where I think he really shines is in those crazy feats that he does. Dude, yeah, those human breathing. those human endurance things that he does. He's that that's, that's what, incredible. Well see, that's what separates David Blaine from other quote unquote magicians is cause that shit he's doing isn't necessarily even magic. It's no. just it's just crazy training. shit. Yeah. It's just crazy Slightly feats man. of humanity. So it's like it's weird, like if anybody that saw this interview, like there's a good like ten, fifteen minutes of that interview that's really segmented off to his brethren techniques. And when somebody tell, like, talks about David Blaine or anything like that, the one stunt that I remember that he did is he locked himself in a fucking plexiglass container that was probably about like 10 feet by 10 feet, solid fucking water, wrapped up in chains, but on top of that, there was ice water. And he fucking held himself underneath it for like fucking 15 or 20 minutes and then unlocked himself. And, and then, then the next time after that was he buried himself underneath in a coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Laid there for a week. And then the one that I watched live when he did it when I was a kid was when he went into the fucking ice. He he yep. froze himself in a in a chamber of ice. Yeah. And stayed there for like 72 hours like with no food or water or anything in a fucking block of ice. And then it was like yeah, no, it's like, what the, who the no fuck way. does shit like that? That's what and then, uh, and then the other one he did that I watched, where he, he was trying to break the world record of holding his breath, yeah. but that was almost, like, anticlimactic compared to what he did prior. The whole time leading up to that, he stayed in this water tank for a week. Yep. So he was living in this water tank like a fish for an entire week before he even did the breath-holding thing. And he ended up he ended up not beating the record either too I guess because the record was like eight and a half minutes or some shit and he only got to like seven. That's but, still crazy though. But yeah, it's like this motherfucker held his breath for seven minutes. Like dude lived in a water tank for a week and was like getting fed through a fucking tube like not eating and shit. 
gonna watch it. We're gonna yeah. watch the little fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, the ascension. <laughs> yeah, no, and now this motherfucker's over So the here. one thing, like, as much as I hate fucking Chris Angel, and, like, how much of, like, this is out, but as much as I hate Chris Angel and, like, the little fucking emo motherfucker that he is, where's a shoe shrimp for a fucking belt kind of asshole. Yeah. I gotta give it to him. He did do the body suspension. Yeah. That's the one and only solid thing that motherfucker actually did. Is he did do the body suspension. Now it's like you can't even really consider yourself a good magician if you can't do some crazy body shit, too. And I feel like it's rightfully so at this point, to be honest. You have to be able to do But I feel like it's because David Blaine has raised the bar so far. Oh, well, well, he brought it back from the old days because the the originator of that was Houdini. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, after Houdini, motherfuckers got scared. You right. know, just because, mm-hmm. you know, that dude was gnarly as fuck, especially for that day and age. Yep. And you think so about David it, Blaine, David Blaine's really the new Houdini. Yeah, no, he takes the he Houdini He will go shit. down in history yeah. as being, like, our generation's fucking Houdini. Definitely. Like how Houdini was to our grandparents, our great-grandparents. Yeah, no, that dude's sick. The cool thing is, too, is, like... He was so popular, like, ten years ago, but, like, he's making a comeback. Yeah. And to me, it's like, I feel like magic is something that... It's a dying art. Well, not only is it it's a dying art, but, like, the feeling that anybody gets from magic, you need to have that. Yeah. It's like, that, like, that gets, like, makes you feel like a little kid again. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even if the motherfucker's younger than you, or, like, completely different race, or completely different religion or completely different culture like if somebody does something that's really cool and like quote unquote magical like you feel like a little kid again like how the fuck did he do that yeah. oh fuck you yeah. and I think that's important yeah like cause no matter how old you get you gotta be able to have that little yeah. spark in you still you know what no, I mean? what's, what's cool speaking of magic too cause I just rewatched me and Pat just rewatched uh, The Prestige which is by so- Nolan who we're because we're going to see Tenet tomorrow. Yeah. Fucking yeah, that's a really. If anyone's interested in a freaky movie about a couple magicians, you know this is Christopher Nolan at his best. Fucking the Prestige. And and yeah, they get into uh you know yeah but yeah the point I guess I was making was they get into like a lot of this kind of shit like what David Blaine does is you know how certain the most dedicated magicians out there sort of live their act. Right. Like, there's a scene in this movie where they they go see this old day, because back in the old days, magicians would go to each other's shows and try to figure each other out and, you know, steal each other's shit and whatnot. So they go to this old man's show, who's he's supposedly this feeble old man, and he does this weird trick with a fishbowl where he, like, you know, undoes his robe, and the fishbowl appears on the fucking, on the bench. And then in the movie... Uh, because it stars Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale discovers the trick because Hugh Jackman's sitting there like man how the fuck did he do that this crippled ass old man he must be strong as an ox and then uh, Christian Bale goes he goes this is the act because it shows him like hobbling into his little horse and buggy to go away he goes this is the magic trick he goes this old man ain't really fucking weak like that He's sitting there. He goes. He goes. This guy is living his act. Yeah, he's living his act. So the act is him acting like he's this weak ass old man. Shit. What movie was this? The Prestige. It's uh by Christopher Nolan, the same dude we're going to uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. So fucking yeah. No, this is one of his best movies. Me and Pat love this movie. Fucking yeah. It's a it's an incredible movie. Uh, right before Batman Begins, so 2007. Okay. Yeah, it's about a yeah, and it's you know it's basically the the synopsis is Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian Bale play these two magicians that end up becoming bitter rivals with each other, and the rivalry gets to the point where it gets like deadly, and then uh, also then you know then of course in Christopher Nolan fashion he starts introducing potentially supernatural elements right. and and then it becomes a whole big mind fuck and it's one of the best movies ever. Now have you ever seen The Illusionist? Yes. 
with Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah. That's that, a fucking good movie. See, so. that's a good movie, but it came out around the same time as right. The Prestige. It, no, and, right. and he was sort of the dude who made that was sort of almost kind of copycatting a little bit. So that's why I'll have to ask, watch that. That's why I was going to ask. It was like so I saw yeah. the Illusionist, and from what you just described, the Prestige sounds very, very similar yeah. to it. So that was going to be my question. Yeah, is no, it, like, essential. Is it similar to Illusionist? So yeah, essential Christopher Nolan, The Prestige. You know, yeah, and Pat will back me up on all these. Except one he didn't like that I love. I love this movie. It's one of his first movies. It's called Memento. And this movie is going to kind of play into, I think, the movie we're going to see tomorrow a little bit with the time factor. Because Memento is a movie about a guy who's searching for his wife's killer. That's the the plot. Okay. But the catch is he has this condition where he can only remember shit for like fucking five minutes at a time so and i vaguely remember this movie the movie so the movie itself plays in reverse chronological order the movie goes backwards because it's the whole movie he's Mm -hmm. trying to retrace his memories this came out like 2006 or something yeah yeah yeah, even earlier i think it was it was his first movie ever made kind of like almost like damn there his student film but not quite a student film it's still like a full length movie but uh yeah it came out I think like I want to say 99 or 2000 even and uh yeah no he has the way he remembers shit is he has to like get get like addresses tattooed on him and he has to write all these little notes and shit and the movie goes fucking backwards. backwards. So when you finally get to the end of the movie it's really the beginning and then you gotta sit there and as the viewer try to reverse it in your fucking head to try to make it make sense to you so it like the movie takes you like fucking five watches before you really like know it's, what happened it's funny because Pat just texted myself I know he texted, texted you probably yep. texted you he just showed us our fucking theater for tomorrow and it's pretty much empty yeah it's pretty much gonna be the four of us in the theater by ourselves. Yeah. So this is like mm-hmm. getting baked in the fucking theater. Yeah. So I don't like those type of movies normally. I really, really don't. Mainly because like I like historically accurate things or like by mm-hmm. like things that actually happen. But what I've noticed throughout the course of time is Christopher Nolan is that one director where like I'll watch a movie, I'll be like, oh shit, that, that's really good, and I'll ask like Brian or Pat like, hey, have you guys seen this? I'm like, oh yeah, Christopher Nolan did. So yeah. like. Throughout the years, I started realizing, like, shit, I actually like it. Yeah. So, with that being said, though, I'm kind of worried. I'm going to go see Tenet tomorrow, right? And since he has so many other movies out, do you think how many of those other movies do you think are going to tie into this one? Like, am I going to miss any? Like, isn't no. this a remake of a movie from no, a while no, ago? No, this is a, this is an original piece, and oh, uh, all his movies don't tie yeah, in. He's a. Uh, the only movies he's ever made that were sequels to one another was the Dark Knight trilogy. Was Batman. Yeah. And those, other than that, he doesn't make sequels. It, you know, his movies are sort of standalone pieces. Now, is yeah. he the one that did the, the Batman with the with the Joker? Joker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Heath Ledger, like the good, the only bat, okay. the only Batman that you ever need to watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, but. Yeah, no, with this movie, it's a standalone piece, kind of just like Inception and uh, Interstellar, whereas uh, those are other, those are other two essential Christopher Nolan movies. Inception, See, Interstellar, dude, and both of them. Inception right, so is the one two of my movies favorite I movies of I actually all time. Liked them. I loved Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar is amazing. And Inception, the ending of Inception, will fuck with you for the rest of your fucking life, literally. Like, yeah. me and Pat still try to argue over what really happened at the end of this movie. Yeah. That's the one with the dreams, with DiCaprio. You know what's funny, though, was with with that one, was Inception, is I actually saw Inception before Pat did. Yeah. And that's, like, the one of the few times I can honestly say that I saw something that Pat generally likes before him. Yeah. But they, like, so, like, at first, like, the first couple of times he watched it, like, I had to stand a chance, like, with yeah. Max, and then he's, at this point, he's probably, at, and how many times did he watch it? Like, fucking 15 times by yeah. now, probably? Same thing with him. Yeah, I mean, so there's no, like, there's no arguing yeah. or anything that you two say now. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really and annoying. same with Interstellar, too. Like, yeah. me and Pat broke that down to a science, and he we think we figured it. it out. 
Yeah, not like broke that fucking movie. No, both of us broke that ending down to a science at Interstellar, and we think we we got it like ninety percent figured out, but we still don't quite know what really. Because that's that's the amazing thing about Christopher Nolan. So, the movie, the film we're gonna witness tomorrow, is uh, the basic plot. You know, because that's what's brilliant about Nolan too is he doesn't give shit away in his trailers or nothing. So the basic plot. And I've been waiting for him to tackle this subject for a while because I know he could mind fuck it. And I've heard that this movie, some people almost didn't even like it because of how like complex it gets. So the basic plot is it starts off. It's it's basically sort of like a James Bond kind of like plot where right. the the black Denzel Washington's son, son yeah. is playing. He's an awesome fucking actor. Yeah, so he, glad he's playing. Yeah, he's playing this random badass kind of dude who's trying to stop this group of bad guys from starting World War Three through like espionage and shit, right? But how they're trying to do so is through this technology called Tenet which can reverse the fucking flow of time. Hmm. So it's basically James oh, Bond meets Back to the Future. Like, so, oh, so yeah, shit. like, there's sequences in this movie where he's, like, fighting dudes, and the dude he's fighting is, like, going in reverse. reverse. It, like, it gets all sorts so, of fucked up. So, like, he's up. getting, like, healthier as he's beating them up. Yeah, yeah, to... yeah. Like, you see... Oh, you, no, you see You see guys shooting at him, and the bullets are, like, coming out of the wall and back into the gun and Dude. shit. And it's like... It's almost like Looper. Yeah, it's, it's like yeah. fucking... Yeah, it's like it's like total mind fuck shit, so... I'm so... Honestly, though, that's, I'm that's glad how you I, told me that, because now, yeah. like, now I know what I need to kind of respect. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on... <laughs> it's based off of a, a puzzle that's... I think it's called, like, a Sarta puzzle or some shit that where the outside words can read no matter which way you you look at it can read the same word so one of the movie posters for this movie was the outside word was tenant and no matter you look at it up down sideways forward and it reads tenant so that sort of i guess foreshadows the movie that's how i was getting into memento his earlier one i have a feeling this is going to be one of those where if you like watch it backwards or some shit It'll make sense. Like, I have a feeling, like, the first time you watch it, you're going to be like, what the fuck just happened? And then you're going to think about it. And it's, like, I have a feeling it's going to be all sorts of fucked up. Okay. That's why I'm pretty excited to see this. Yeah. How long is it? Like, two and a half hours? Yeah. Dude, I'm so... So, alright. The one thing I ask is, like, when we go tomorrow, we got to kick it old school, right? It's got to be one of those, like, back in high school, you hit the fucking parking lot... You get stoned as fuck, you yep. go in reeking like fucking weed, yeah. and your pockets are fucking stuffed filled with snacks. Yeah, usually from Dollar Tree. Exactly. But like you gotta get your like Reese's Pieces. That's the only way to fucking do it. That's what I'm saying. Yo, I remember. When Everybody wears cargo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was responding to the Pat text. Oh, yeah. I remember when It 2 came out, I was really excited. I wanted to go see it like right when it came out. Yeah. But <coughs> I just never had a fucking chance to see it. So I was able to book the last fucking day. It was in theaters. Yeah. <coughs> and it started at like 7 o'clock. It was in Enfield. Like five minutes away from where yep. I was working at the time. So I pull up. I got my fucking pen on me. And I'm just fucking drag after drag after drag <laughs> after drag. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to smoke a fucking cigarette so we get a little <laughs> bit higher. And then um, I walk in and, like, I'm, like, I get to a point where if I smoke enough weed and then smoke a cigarette right after, I'll just be fucked up. Yeah. And that's that's how I, I was. Yeah, when I used to dabble with cigarettes, I remember that. You get that head yeah. rush. Yep. So I walk in and there's nobody there. But I'm a little early. Yeah. So I'm waiting for people to come in. Then the movie starts, and I'm watching the movie. I'm about, like, half an hour into the movie. Was it a scary movie? It, too. I didn't... Oh, it, too. Okay, yeah. that's right. Okay. It was more funny than scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, after a half an hour of watching this movie and seeing that nobody's in here, I take out my pen and, like, I, like, sneak a hit really quick to make sure there weren't any cameras watching me or somebody's going to walk in or something. Nothing happens. 
So then I try to get a little bit more confident. Like I just take my pen out. Slowly working yeah. on the armrest and shit. Yeah, w- waiting yeah. around. Nothing's happening. I was just like, alright. So then I just started fucking hitting my pen the whole fucking time. I got so fucking baked. And then I was driving home. And there was a really, really bad thunderstorm. And trees were starting to fall down. It was raining like a motherfucker. And I'm like really, really fucking stoned. And it's dark. Yeah, and you just like, came out of a King movie. Yeah, too. right? It was fucking crazy. And then I remember the next day, I was late to work because of how many streets were closed. Oh, but, I, actually, I remember that day when you came yeah. back. I remember that. I went and saw it too the week it came out. We got 30 minutes into the movie. Fucking fire alarm went off in the movie theater. Jesus Christ. Uh, really? Yeah, like, we all sat there and we're like... Uh, can you pause this movie or something? Yeah. And, like, the movie's still going, but they're, like, s- telling everyone to go yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So we get outside, and the fucking, like, concession stand lady comes out, and I'm like, did you at least pause the movie? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. So I, I got this fucking uh, HP Lovecraft oh, yeah. book. There we go. That's the shit right there. Yeah, this has got some... Yeah, so Zach. Yeah, those are like, like the essential tales. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about this. So, Zach, remember last time you were over here, Brian? Like you and Zach. Like, and he's got literally like a hundred something more. Yeah. That, that are out there. So you remember how you two were explaining to me like how H.P. Lovecraft actually like wrote? Yeah. Like how I was assumed like I see a 400 page fucking novel and I was assumed like it was one story. Yeah. And you guys finally broke it down to me like no, it's a bunch of small stories. So, Zach brought it out to me earlier today, I started looking through it, and I started, like, I read, like, two paragraphs, I'm like, holy shit, that was only, like, short stories, something I could read, but, like, the way it's written, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not super complex. It's not that old-timey shit. Nah, he he brought it into, like, like, he was way ahead of his time. Like, he brought it into, like, a basic fucking layman's terms, and then he uses a lot of freaky adjectives that, like, you know, like, you know, the abysmal fucking... You know, hideousness and shit like that. You know, like, like, like the, fucked up words. But like even at that. that, like the the words that he's using is like common words. Well, not common yeah, words, yeah. but you know, words that you'll understand. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, like that's why it's like as much as I love Edgar Allan Poe, you know, yeah, it's like his shit is like it's written in that old timey shit, shit where like yeah, you gotta like really pay yeah, attention you can't be like super stuck. Like I can't really get baked and read for you know that's the only thing I <laughs> yeah, <can>. me neither. <laughs> like, I love the honest yeah. like the. The purity, yeah, I just heard your voice. I can't really be, like, Yeah, it's the only thing I can't I either. Staring at the page like, and, and it yeah. sucks, too, because, like, you would think getting stoned and no, reading that's would like, be fucking awesome. That's what you I know? precisely would want to do. Like, yeah. Like, get baked and read, like, some fucking sick shit like H.P. Lovecraft. But then, no, it's like, every time I've gotten baked and tried to read, yeah, I'll have to read the same page, like, 20, <laughs> 20 times. Because yeah. it's like, you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so that reminds me. Baked. So that reminds me, have you seen the um, H.P. Lovecraft on HBO yet? What, the Lovecraft Country? Yes. No, I haven't seen that. Dude. Okay, so this is coming from somebody like, I haven't read any H.P. Lovecraft whatsoever. So the only thing I know about H.P. Lovecraft is from Brian and Zach. And their love for, like, horror movies and everything. So I threw it on, and it was one of those things where, like, I saw, like, all the illustrations. Like, you're you're getting, like, his main monster tattooed on your back. Like, that is your back piece. Yeah, that's sick as fuck. So I'm, like, very familiar with like the illustrations and shit so I'm watching this little this miniseries I'm like holy fuck (coughs) yeah I wanna I wanna check it out but like the thing is like they're weaving like and this is coming from a black person they weave because it's Jordan Peele and shit so he tries (laughs) to weave that like well, blackness so, into it, so, so it's like so what I that's know, just weird. It's weird because I I was just bringing this up to Zach earlier. I was like, it's funny because you mentioned the last time that you and I talked about HBO Lovecraft was that like he was just an asshole. He was just an overall like sexist, racist asshole. Oh yeah. So the fact that you told me like he hated black people, yeah. <laughs> like, I almost yeah. I almost found it like satire-ish the fact like the main character for this show is black yeah and yeah then, like you get into the third episode and i'm like it's not gonna smell anything but like you get to the third episode they get to this mansion the main character who's black goes to this mansion and it's like a hundred white people yeah and like the hundred <laughs> white people are like they're like 
born with this right to whatever like H.P. Lovecraft wrote about, and yeah. now you got this one black dude. So in a way, it's almost like comical, yeah. Because you know for a fact, like H.P. Lovecraft would probably uh, hate that. Yeah. I'll have to try to. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Speaking of Jordan Peele, you got to give it to him. Get Out was a really good movie. Yeah. See, That's Get Out I mean. Us was, was really good. See, too. Get Out was was cool to me for like five minutes man because it's like <laughs> like as a black dude man there's just some shit in that movie that just it's just like you know like really like like here's here's a little tidbit of how he saves himself from from the sunken place when she gets him all fucked up and he's sitting there in the chair all frozen mm-hmm. and shit how he gets out of the he picks the cotton out of the fucking chair and that's what like snaps him out of it so he, <laughs> he, he, saves him, he saves himself by being a cotton-picking slave. And, and no, it's like, that's the kind of weird shit Jordan Peele does. Like, it's 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 cool, I guess, but it's like... At the same time. And, just, and just like the, the old man who could run, he's like, yeah, my grandfather wanted to run faster and jump higher. Remember that black dude that was just running at the yeah. main character? Yeah. He would just run his ass off like yeah my old ass grandfather wanted to be able to run faster and jump higher so he put himself inside this young strong black guy's body so he and that's all he was doing the whole movie was running his ass off i was like no i mean it's a really it's one of those the reason i i i don't really fuck with jordan peele or or key and peele all together is just because they took a lot of shit from dave chappelle and okay, that's I'm that so, get out okay. is like if you've seen Chappelle show get out is literally just like a an hour and a half long Chappelle show skit i can honestly say like, dude i'm so happy that you finally somebody said it and like you said it because i have been the only person that has stood my ground and said campbell fucking sucks dick mm-hmm. i hate campbell they, they really oh, I've always hated campbell yeah it's a good, fucking rip off the dude. only good skit they ever did was that fucking classroom skit where they're saying the wrong name like that shit's like mildly funny and then everything else like but, I, but the main reason why i hate it though is like i want to bring in this specifically is like i find that a lot of their skits is very like old school checkbook or like notebook racist yeah. humor yeah, yeah no it's either like just goofy not funny shit or it's or yeah or it's just ripping off Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And if you watch Get Out and if you've seen Dave Chappelle's show and you've studied Chappelle's show that like, you know, you if you're a deep fan of Chappelle's show, man, Get Out is literally just oh, like well. is just a Chappelle show skit minus a lot of the super funny comedy stuff. Mm. Like he just turned a Chappelle show skit into a horror movie. And, yeah, no, it's like, that's why I was watching that movie, and I'm like, man, this movie is fucking stupid. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, I just, you know, and then, uh, I honestly, I would have liked it better, because he, there was an alternate ending that I watched okay. that was a little bit better, where, uh, at the very end, when he finally chokes the white bitch out, and, uh, when the cops show up, it's a couple of white cops and they see a black guy strangling a white Boy chick, God. and they arrest him, and the movie ends, like, not on a high note. Like, it ends mm-hmm. with him going to jail for that whole thing. And then at the end, like, some creepy white dude's, like, out the window smiling at him, and that was, like, the original ending. I'm like, you should have just kept it that. Yeah. <coughs> I feel like that's the one I saw. What, what was the ending to the ending the ending that to the actual theatrical release of the movie ended up being you see the cop car come and as a black person watching the movie you're like oh no here we go you think the the original i don't mean to laugh but it's true yeah you're like oh shit the white cops like this is gonna end you you think the ending that he went with is gonna happen but what the ending that he actually put in the movie was it ends up being his other black friend from the beginning of the movie somehow got a hold of a cop car and, and rescues them and drives them off and they drive off into the sunset and the fucking TSA agent yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I remember that shit yeah. yeah he fucking pulls up yeah and then that's that's the but yeah the, I I think he should have went with the more fucked up ending yeah cause that yeah you know what I mean that would have been fucking that would have been better <laughs> I don't know yeah and then I, I never even watched us 
just because I was like, you know, fucking. See, it. I tried I watching it. I couldn't get into it. Dude, the thing I watched was, it twice. The thing with me was with Game Hill was like, I saw the show. I tried getting into it. I really did. I gave it a yeah. genuine effort. Mm-hmm. This is when I was like first really smoking weed, so I gave it a genuine stoned effort. <laughs> I it was, get into it, but it was never good. A genuine stone effort. It wasn't funny. It. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah, straight up, it, it just wasn't, wasn't funny. funny. And then, and then, yeah, no. And then when I heard, you know, this dude, you know, half of that team is trying to make horror movies now. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll give it a shot. I'll see what's up with that. And I just, I don't know. I just can't really. All right, get so into let me Jordan ask you this: Have you seen the new Twilight Zone? <laughs> no, I watched like two. I watched the first two episodes, and once again, couldn't get into right. that either. So this was. So this is funny. So Ian and I, we go to the, that party that we go to every year on Labor Day on Saturday. Yeah. So Sunday, it's like, it's National Hangover Day for us. Everybody comes over, we have a couple of drinks to like get the edge off, we get some food, you know what I mean? So Ian shows up for like a good three, four hours and he leaves. So he leaves and he messaged me like an hour later. He's like, hey, what are you guys up to? I'm like, oh, we're watching the Twilight Zone. He's like, yeah, bullshit. It's like, no, I'm, really, we're watching Twilight Zone. So I took a Snapchat of it and I sent it to him. Dude, it was the same fucking episode within the same 30 fucking seconds. Damn. <laughs> he responds back like, are we in the Twilight yeah. Zone? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so fucking stoned, I'm like, oh, fuck, are we? Yeah. <laughs> Just broke the matrix. Yeah, no, it's like, I watched, I watched two episodes of Jordan Peele's one, and I, and, and once again, it's like, man, Just I, couldn't I, fuck I with can't it. fuck with this. Especially, like, the Twilight Zone, you gotta leave that alone. You really do, like, dude. That, you're not gonna be able to do that better than it was done no, originally. No, that's one, you, you can't duplicate that. Not at all. That, that cannot be fucking redone. There, like, that original Twilight Zone series, there are a couple of episodes that are downright fucking creepy. Oh, absolutely. There's, the that always gets there is several of them that are like, yeah, genuine. So, to this day, are genuinely dude, fucking. So crazy. it was cool. So like, pops out. We threw the Twilight Zone on, right? And you know, um, have you ever watched Twilight Zone? Like, oh yeah. Okay. So you know the episode Mask, the masks. Yeah. Yeah. So that sh- that episode comes on, right? So I, I know exactly what episode it is. And pops like, I don't remember this one. Within the first three, three, four minutes, I'm like. Hmm. Well, I knew exactly what it was, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it, like, another five, ten minutes to see if it asks him, like, so I pops, do you remember this one? And he goes, no, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, in. pops grew up with that shit. Yeah. So, dude, it was like watching this fucking 58-year-old man become a five-year-old again. It was so, yeah. f- like, it was so fucking cool. Mm. But then, like, at the end of it, he's like, oh, my God, I remember this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I think um, all of the Twilight Zone is still on Netflix, but I have it all on DVD. Do you really? Yeah. No shit. Yeah, I had a, I had the DVD. Is that that's gotta be like a book series too, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, probably afterwards, but like no, when it came out, that was just Rod Serling. Was that yeah, was, yeah, that was him. And uh, what was funny too is he's from my dad's area. Get the from fuck upstate out of New York. Really? Oh, my no dad. Shit. Went, he was like three or four grades ahead of my dad in school. No shit. Yeah, fucking Rod Serling. And then uh, in one of the episodes that he makes, there's a character named Helen Foley that's named after their fucking English teacher. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, they're, mm. yeah, the English teacher from Bingham, from Binghamton High School. Get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. crazy. No, you hear him, you hear a lot of the characters in that show talk about like Binghamton, Syracuse. Yeah. Fucking like yeah, like that's, that's where Rod right. Serling's from. No, no shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder why it's like your family's like. That's one uh, thing yeah, I always respected and like I loved about your family is like every New Year's, that's what you guys do. Yeah. It's, it's New Year's, right? Is it New Year's or Christmas? Yeah. Because that's when. Yeah, it's New Year's because that's New when Year's. the marathon comes on. Yeah. This is before like Netflix and all the DVDs yeah. and Blu-rays and all that shit. Like. Tune you caught. Yeah. You, yeah. You caught. Yeah. You go to the Sci-Fi Channel every New Year's Eve and they play the marathon. They just run the series. And ever and since I've known yeah. you, that's what you and your family did. Yeah, yeah, no, that shit fucking, uh... That's crazy, yeah, that, that show, it's like, that. And, and it's funny, it's like, there's episodes of that show that are so ahead of their time, it's like, still relevant to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you so watch let me ask you shit. this, so when was the first episode aired? Was it like, in the it 60s was, or uh, 70s? 
No, it didn't get to the. It didn't even get to the seventies. That so the first the episode. That first episode was like fifty-eight. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I was wondering. So, like, realistically, them colorizing it wasn't even an option at that point. No. no. Okay. It went. It went all the way up. It ended right. Uh, right as color TV was coming out, and okay. then Rod Serling started another series. That was decent, but not like as good as the Twilight Zone. It was called Night Gallery, and that mm-hmm. one was in color. Okay. And, and that was pretty creepy. And they, they don't play that one enough either. Like I, I wish they would put that one back on Netflix too, because that's kind of lesser known. Because that was like, right before Rod Serling died. I feel like like there's a certain era within technology for like movies and shit. Where like if you get an old movie where like color was just being introduced. It gives it a creepy little vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Rob Zombie plays on that a lot. Yeah. With his movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, have, you ever got, have you ever guys ever seen the movie Carnival of Lost Souls? No. No. Mm-hmm. So, Carnival of Lost Souls was this, like, old horror film from, I think it was, like, 1948. Yeah. So, it was, like, stereotypical black and white. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it was just when the cameras were getting just good enough where, like, you actually clear, clear as day see what the fuck was going on kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it, it was weird as shit. But then you think about it, like, you see something like that, and then you put, like, roll old Rob Zombie twist on it with, like, that color when it was first yeah. introduced. Have any of you guys seen uh, Cannibal Holocaust? No. No. Okay. This is a crazy fucking movie. So this was back in in the 70s. This was one of the first movies where the director got I've heard of this movie. charged for for murder oh, because yes. of this movie. Yes, it was all um, uh, fuck what's his name? I don't remember. It's some like foreign director. Fuck was it? Oh, it, it, oh shit. Edward, not Edward Spurlock, but Brian, you, I, I know for a fact you know who this is. Let me see. But yeah, so essentially, right um, the idea was it was a two-part movie. This movie often gets credited as the first found footage film. Um, where at the end of this movie, these people go to this island that well, well, it has a bunch of cannibals on it and they go fucking crazy and start start killing everybody but so there's one scene in particular in this movie where this bitch gets impaled and they and it was found footage so there was no special effects or anything like that and this looked so real that he got charged because before he made this movie, he made all the actors sign contracts. They moved a boat from one river to the other over a fucking mountain. Yeah, and they signed contracts saying Spurzog. Spurzog. that they wouldn't do any interviews. They wouldn't like pretty much go out in public. There would be no way their name was known because in this movie, these people all died. So they're reaching out to everyone to try and get interviews from these people to make sure these people are like aren't actually dead, because it was so convincing that they really thought they actually, actually killed died. these motherfuckers yeah. on camera, and when they couldn't get a hold of any of the actors, they were like, "All right, <laughs> if you can't prove how you did this, yeah, then you're going away." So and he was able to fucking prove how he did it. With the impaling scene, <coughs> he had a pole, and on top of the pole, he put a bike seat, but like a tiny bike seat for her to sit, and then another put seat. another pole in her mouth, and then was able to shoot it from the right angle to make it look like you literally actually stuck a pole up this bitch. It's, f- it's fucking disturbing. It's really disturbing. I'm gonna have to check it. 
Because yeah. it really does look like the shit actually. Yeah, because the happened. only other movie, like, he didn't get charged with murder or nothing like that, but the only other movie where people for a while legitimately thought it was real was the first Blair Witch when it came out. Mm-hmm. There was, like, there was like a six-month period where people were, like, yo, like, they were trying to reach, because that director did the same thing. He told them not to do any, like, interviews or anything, and then finally, uh, the chick from the movie, like, broke radio silence and did an interview on, like, a TV show and sort of spilled the beans. But, like, up up until that point, there was people that thought that that was, like, a legit real footage. Because that movie looks fucking convincing as fuck, too. That brings up... I remember the thing was, like, when that came out, like, I was... When that came out, I was probably, like, eight. So that was, like, the days where you go to Blockbuster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did any of you ever see that, like... Uh, documentary film or documentary style film I think it was called like Conspiracy Theory or something where it was these two documentary filmmakers that were filming their journey trying to figure out basically who ran the entire world and uh, their like searches got them to the tourist club and like just the most fuck shit happened when they like infiltrated the club Right. Like, you guys have to watch that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've never even heard of that one. That movie, after I saw it, I thought that shit was real. Like, I, I actually looked up the fucking website that they had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those good ones. Yeah. That brings up, like, the whole idea of, like, fucking snuff films. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it doesn't, but I mean, I guess, but no, no, we're I not mean, going down that avenue. No, I mean, like, talking about, like, Cannibal Holocaust, I just, I remember I had a period in my life where, like, I was, like, had seen a couple of movies that were so realistic, like, that, that it actually, like, fucking looked like it was real. And I remember, like, I'm thinking about that a lot, like, Few years you ago. You looked up snuff films. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's how it sounded. If there's snuff films on the internet, I don't know where the fuck they are, and I never searched for one. But I often, like, it just the thought, just kind of creeped me out, thinking like, there might be, like, a fucking movie or something where somebody actually killed somebody. Oh, in like ninety nine point nine percent of them are bullshit. Oh yeah. But like think of, like think about it though. What if there's that one fucking movie out there? Yeah, like or nobody older, yeah, ever some older flick or some underground yeah. movie like where somebody Bukisi? actually like the Gibson tapes. Yeah, yeah. Have like, you guys seen that documentary? No. Yeah, no. That see that that's another movie too that just is like almost too much. Yeah. Because it's like it's one of those. It's made to look like it's real, but it's I mean it's not the movie itself is not necessarily real. Real. But but yeah. It's just it's just. But I love that as a genre in horror, because the mo the more convincing you can make it, if you yeah if you can convince the person to think oh this is actually real, then that's gonna end up scaring the fuck out of you a whole lot more than like if you go into it be like I know this is fake. Well, that's like alright, so that's like me with Saw, alright. Yeah. Like Saw, dude, I can sit through Saw or like Final Destination or any of that shit, like. Because I know for a fact that shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah. However, yeah, it's ridiculous. However, if you like put a movie in front of me that's very plausible, plausible in this is what gets me with Midsommar is it's not only like it's it's not really plausible, but it's very relatable for yeah. people within our area. Has, like, some magical elements to it, but... But the it's fact very... that, like... Alright, so the forest have... Four of us have grown up in Allenton. Mr. Mars takes place in Switzerland. Yeah. So, the culture, like, that we have always been, like, seen and witnessed around us... Yeah. ...takes place in a horror yeah. fucking movie. In traditional Swiss... Swiss and it's all life. bright. It's not a dark movie and at all. And it's all yeah. an acid, dude. Oh it's God. fucking. Inc- I'm so excited to, to put that on after this. But they also had to go into like the quote unquote dark corner of Switzerland to get to that fucking place. Like no, absolutely. But it's one of those things. Like as they're in there, like the rituals that they're doing 
it's like it's not yeah it's, it's not identical I'm to what to see this film it's not identical to <laughs> oh, what yeah. like, happens in our town but like the fact that, like all the rituals are clockwork that's what's identical with our town like all like Sunday don't go by the fucking church because yeah. you're not gonna be able to get past the church for a good half an hour yeah at the wrong time you know what I'm saying like everything that they do is some sort of ritual fucking thing like it's on time it's on point boom 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 yeah like even in the church the men and women have to be on opposite sides exactly. of the church it's a very Mennonite fuck it, it's fucked yeah I can't wait yeah. for Brian to see it because Brian's gonna be like Brian's finally gonna be able to be like oh I get it now <laughs> especially those old people yeah right yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm honestly like ready to throw that on now if you guys are. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Let's roll a couple Yeah, they got Real quick before we leave, uh, um, as I leave you with every time, um, if if you can do us a favor and rate us like five stars on Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck you're Pretty making. Pretty fit. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> leave like yeah. a fucking review or something. Like tell us that you like the podcast or tell us you hate the podcast just like whatever the fuck this is your chance to be a dick so take advantage yeah, yeah. say whatever, like you're not gonna hurt my feelings so go ahead and say whatever whatever the fuck you want if you have something nice to say that that's awesome not but um i want to thank zach for being on the podcast with us hopefully it's not gonna be the last time yeah no. Yeah, no, because he started. Uh, all That's like, why don't he started his podcast? Yeah, can you just say a word about that real quick before we go? Yep. So I don't know when it's going to be happening, but at some point uh, I'm going to be opening a podcast with me and a couple of my siblings. Uh, just for a little backstory, I his what his definition of a couple siblings. Yeah, is a village. <laughs> <laughs> I was donor conceived, so I have 35 siblings and counting so far, uh, and we're going to be opening a podcast talking about our experiences, uh, just a go- cool place to come hang out and talk, so definitely stay tuned for that. Fuck yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely looking forward to hearing that, dude, because like, I've heard your story a couple times, but like, each time I hear it, but you, have you hear something new. You and I haven't heard, heard your other sibling's side of the story either, you know what I mean? So. And you haven't heard the story that we're going to be telling in the first episode. Oh, you better. Yeah. So, no, it's everybody that's listening, definitely keep your ears out and your eyes open for... We'll let show. you know what, when his podcast comes out. We'll post about it. And uh, for the, with that being said, Brian's finally back in the loop again. We're yeah. gonna watch Midsommar, so yeah. uh, I'm alive and <laughs> alive and somewhat well. We're gonna watch Midsommar, so we're tuning out, and we'll hit you guys up tomorrow. Because guess what? It's vacation week for Zach and I. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be coming at you with it with like an onslaught of fucking episodes this week, so you better be ready for that. Peace.